You're listening to the Marketing for Learning podcast, the only podcast in the world designed to help you increase your capabilities when it comes to marketing in the learning function. We're here to help you make your learners do things they don't want to do. You're welcome. Hi guys and welcome back to the Marketing for Learning podcast and the fourth episode of our mini masterclass series. I want to start this podcast by saying two quick things to you all. First, I'm sorry this podcast is a little bit late. I had a rotten cold. I stubbornly recorded the podcast anyway, and it sounded shocking. I refused to publish it. So here we go on the second take of this podcast. But hopefully it's worth the wait. And secondly, I just want to say how wonderful it was to meet so many of you guys at Learning Live last week. Thank you so much for coming to say hello and say how much you love the pod. Um, It was a really great moment for both Ashley and I. Um, And yeah, it was the highlight of my day, um, on both days actually, talking to people that had listened to the pod and actually applied what we're talking about. It meant a lot, uh, so thank you. But I'll stop gushing now and I'll get on with the podcast. So today we're talking all about marketing tactics. So let's start at the most obvious place, shall we? What on earth is a marketing tactic? A tactic is the action we take to achieve our marketing goals. So it's the things you see as a target consumer of a brand when it comes to their marketing. So it might be an email, it might be a billboard, it might be a television advert, it might be some influencer marketing, or it might be a paid Google ad. It's those marketing things that you see when you're being targeted to. So when we're looking at it from a marketing for learning perspective, we want to be thinking about the ways and the communication channels we have to speak to our target audience. So for most of you, email will be a top, top channel Um, and a great marketing tactic for you to use. But we all know that our audience have really crowded inboxes, so what other marketing tactics can we apply? Well, we can apply some social media marketing tactics if you have the use of places like Teams, Yammer, Workplace for Business, that kind of thing. You can use some videos and some almost more traditional type of advertising if you've got some screens in your office at your disposal or perhaps you can add a video to the front page of your company intranet that kind of thing we can use banner ads across our intranet and across our learning platforms to really reinforce messaging or perhaps we can use influencer marketing we can use our learnfluencers to really amplify our message There are a whole host of marketing tactics you can use within a marketing for learning context. But what's really important is what you're putting out there. The channel itself, of course, matters. But if you're sending out yet another boring, there's a new course in the LMS, email. Or if you're sending out a social media post that just doesn't resonate, it's just long, lots of words, really boring, doesn't explain the why then it doesn't really matter what channels you use or what tactics you apply to your strategy. So in today's podcast, I want to talk about the skills you need to get the most from your marketing tactics. 
These skills can be applied to pretty much any channel you choose to use throughout your marketing for learning strategy. So the first skill we're going to talk about today is one that I genuinely think is the most important skill a marketer masters, and that's copywriting. Good copy can make or break pretty much any marketing that is out there. A video can be really compelling in terms of a visual style, but if the copy you're seeing on top or the copy that's spoken isn't resonating with the audience, then it's not going to work. An email can look really visually appealing, but if you don't actually answer the what's in it for me through your copy or grab attention of your target audience through the copy, it's not going to work for you. So today I'm going to give you three tips on improving your copywriting and hopefully they'll help you grab your audience's attention in your marketing for learning strategies. And the first thing I'm going to talk about is the rule of three. It can be used in many ways and now I've pointed it out, you're going to be seeing it everywhere, I promise you. And I'm sorry, it might become a bit irritating. But the first way you can use the rule of three is by dividing your message into three sections. The beginning, middle and end. This is how we're all taught to write stories when we're at school and there's a reason for that. It guides the user through it. The beginning, you're setting the scene. The middle, you're explaining, you're getting into nitty gritty. And the end is your conclusion. It's a really natural way for a human to read something. And it works really, really well in marketing. The second way you can use rule of three is by using three ideas or three short sentences to get a point across. So a great example of this is on the tube on the London Underground. See it, say it, sorted. It's a great campaign that really, really explains the whole concept of their security messaging in just three short sentences. Another example for those of you that aren't based in the UK might be, I came, I saw, I conquered. You understand the complete story there in just three short sentences. And then the last way you can use the rule of three is by using three words to convey one idea. This is used by some of the biggest brands in the world in their taglines. Nike, just do it. McDonald's, I'm loving it. If you're in the UK and you can bear to cast your mind back to 2020 and all the coronavirus marketing we were having, hands, face, space. The rule of three boils down really complex messaging into attention-grabbing, snappy, quick statements. It's a tried and tested marketing approach. It works really, really well. And I implore you to use it within your marketing for learning initiatives. The next copywriting tip I'm going to give you might send shivers down your spine if you were an A-star English student at school, but break some grammar rules. Start a sentence with and or but or so. Use block capitals in the middle of a sentence. Grab the user's attention. You want the reader to go, what's going on here? 
You want it to feel natural. We don't speak in a grammatically correct way day in, day out, do we? I definitely don't. So we want to be fast and loose with this. We want to grab their attention and be really human. So forget any really strict grammar rules. Just do what feels right. And that leads me really nicely onto my third tip of just being human. We've got a horrible tendency in L&D to mimic the corporate casual tone that a lot of B2B companies use and we really don't like it there. So I really, really don't like it when I see L&D doing it. It's not natural. It's not human. Yes, you might be trying to talk to the leaders of your organisation or the middle managers in your organisation or someone that's got a really fancy job title that might be a bit intimidating. But behind that job title, they are still just a human. They are still just a brother, sister, son, daughter, a normal person. So talk to them like they're a normal person. Be human within your copy. It will resonate much more effectively. The next skill I want to talk about, and the next tactic in itself I want to talk about, is triggering emotions. A lot of our thought process and our decision-making process happens outside our conscious brain. So it happens in our subconscious and more emotional brain. And yes, that does apply as much in B2B settings as it does in business-to-consumer settings. So when you're talking to your target audience, which are employees of your organisation or users of your learning, you want to be triggering their emotions. This is definitely something we as LNDers avoid doing. We just want everything to be happy and fluffy all times. Um, and yes, I am stereotyping, but I think most of you deep down will agree with me. There are three key steps to triggering emotions, or key, three key things to understand about triggering emotions. And the first is negativity bias. As a human, we do more to avoid pain than we do to gain pleasure. So, especially in a learning context, as much as your intervention can be really exciting, really fun, and somebody would really enjoy it, somebody would be more inclined to get involved with it if they knew it was going to stop them having some sort of negative repercussion. And I don't mean it's time to start putting deadlines on everything again and forcing people to learn. We don't, we don't want to do that. But what we do want to do is tap into their emotions. And that doesn't just mean they're positive emotions. Perhaps it's FOMO, like fear of missing out, if you don't know what that means, or jealousy. Maybe it's some, some level of doubt they've got in themselves. I don't think I'm going to be able to achieve this skill or I'll never be able to get that job because X. By tapping into some of those negative emotions and using negativity bias to our benefit, we'll be able to create a message that really does resonate with at least a section of our target audience. So think about that in your next marketing communications you send out about your learning. How can you tap into some of the fears and pain points of your learners? And no, I'm not saying send out a message saying, if you don't use these skills or learn these skills, a robot will take your job um, because that's going to cause too much fear and panic. But think about how we can tap into these emotions within our marketing. But then conversely, we also have the positive emotions that we should absolutely tap into too. So 
we can spark curiosity. We all know that curiosity is such a big thing in learning. We need to be curious to learn properly. So spark joy, intrigue, and use some kind of novelty to capture attention. Some of the best marketing I've seen for learning has had an element of humour. And a lot of L&Ders really, really avoid that because it's like, oh, we don't want to make it seem like learning is a joke. No, but you can also really convey a good message with humour. One example uh, that I thought of the other day, somebody falling off a bike and trying again and falling off the bike and trying again and falling off the bike and trying again would be a really funny video. It would make me laugh. Um, I don't know if that says more about me than anything else. (laughs) But then at the end, if they then carry on riding the bike and they successfully drive like ride off into the distance, there's a message in there, isn't there, about learning from failure never giving up and going back and trying again even if it didn't work for you the first time tap into those emotions and find the message don't just use humor for the sake of using humor but really do think about the emotions that your people have inside them they are humans they are not learners so tap into that And lastly, I want to talk about a model that I think will really, really help you get the most from your marketing tactics. And that's the ADA model. So the ADA model, if you imagine an inverted triangle, starts with attention taking up the widest part of the triangle. It then moves down to interest, desire, and action. The ADA funnel is used in so many different ways, in so many different contexts. But today I want you to think about it in terms of guiding and grabbing attention. Everything you do should be able to fit into the ADA model. You want something to grab attention, something to spark interest, something to create desire, and then a call to action. With things like emails and blogs and posters, you can literally overlay the ADA funnel onto the top of it to see if you are hitting these marks. With things like banner adverts, you still should be following the process. It should be something that grabs attention, sparks interest, creates desire, and then tells people what you want them to do. So whether that's logging through to your platform, signing up for a specific learning intervention, anything, tell them what you want them to do. I'm going to link the ADA model in the uh, show notes and I really implore you to have a look at it and see how you can use it to make sure you're getting the most from your marketing tactics. Oftentimes in L&D I see people just lead with the action. Sign up to this course today because I want you to sign up to this course today and please sign up for this course today. That's not going to really get anybody moving is it? Um, And I think that's why a lot of people think we've got an engagement problem in L&D. But actually, we're doing nothing to spark the attention, interest or desire in our target audience. So prioritise those things before diving straight into the action and see how that impacts your engagement. As always, this is the mini masterclass podcast series. So that was a real whistle stop tour of some of the skills and tactics you can use to get the most out of your marketing tactics. So as a recap, 
make sure you're really thinking about your copywriting. There are a couple of great copywriting books that I'll also tag in the show notes that I really do implore you to read. I think they'll really help you take your marketing for learning initiatives to the next level. Then tap into emotions. Don't be afraid of some negative emotions, but use the positive emotions and remember that your target audience are all human. And then use the ADA model to make sure you have hit the mark on every tactic that you're pushing out to your target audience. In the main masterclass in the six-week program, we go through some of the tactics you can use and apply these tips to each of the tactics. And what I want you guys to do after listening to this podcast is to try to do that yourself. Think about an email you recently sent. Was the copywriting great? Did you use the rule of three? Did you really grab attention and speak to people like they're humans? Did you tap into any emotions? What was the emotional driver behind the piece of communication you sent out? And does that email fit into the ADA model? And of course, it doesn't have to be an email. It could be a poster you put up. It could be a banner advert you put out, anything. But just take some time for self-reflection here. Because the only way we can improve is by knowing where we are right now. I am really conscious that this podcast was a little longer than the others. So thank you so much for bearing with me and thank you so much for listening. I'll be back with you next week for the fifth installment of our mini masterclass series. See you then.